This is Global Ambitions, your 15-minute window into the minds of localization and international go-to-market experts. Discover how they respond to their biggest challenges. Here's today's host. So hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Global Ambitions. I'm delighted to be joined by David Edwards, who is the localization lead at Pipedrive. Hi, David. Hello. Hey, Dave. Good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. No worries. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. So before we delve into today's topic, which is a really interesting one, um, David, I'd just like to ask you to introduce yourself a little bit about Pipedrive and your role there would be great. Yeah, my name's David. I'm the localization lead at Pipedrive. So we have a team of seven who are working on localizing Pipedrive in, into 21 different languages. And we operate, we have customers all around the world. It's a Pipedrive is a, uh, an activity-based sales CRM software, and it's an online service platform that people can use to manage their workflow and, and uh, sales processes. So we're used by companies literally all over the world, and, and we offer the product in, like I say, in 21 different languages. Great. And how long have you been in the role? Uh, I've been at Pipedrive for three and a half years. Pipedrive is a very, mm, how to say, rapidly growing company. So Three and a half years, we always like to say, is about three decades in another, in another company. <laughs> Pipedrive itself is, a, is only about 11 years old, but um, mm. it's growing very, very rapidly. Okay, yeah, thank you. So what we are going to talk about today is something that's really uh, a big question, I think, for a lot of software companies in particular, mm -hmm. but you know, other companies as well. And that's deciding which languages to add and when to add them. So David, you and Pipedrive, you came up with... I believe what you call a language expansion framework, right? To help you to decide exactly what to add, when to add it, just to look at the picture as a whole. So it'd be really, really great if you can just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. It was a bit of a, a riddle or a question that we needed to solve. We have quite a, a flexible localization process and system mm -hmm. in the background. So it's quite easy for us to, to add new languages, but obviously we need to to balance that with the return on investment and the time and cost involved in localizing. So in December 2019, we decided to build a, a model to kind of really inform our decision with data, add into the model as, as, as many relevant metrics or indicators that we could find. And in so doing, refine our localization process and our offering so that we're really optimizing our investment in, in different markets mm. and different languages. So yeah, on the one hand, it was very, very convenient for us to have this this kind of flexible model, but we still needed to make the decisions in an informed way uh, mm -hmm. with data behind it so that we could show the workings behind our, our logic, so to speak. That's really interesting. So can you um, go into a bit more detail about sort of what, what data, what factors you looked at and what you included in the model? Absolutely. So we, we wanted to compare two different types of data. On the one hand, we wanted to look at the or build a profile of a market. So we looked at individual countries, not just at the number of speakers or number of people in the country, but also the kind of more drilled down metrics such as Wi-Fi connectivity, English language proficiency and things like this. So we wanted to build a market profile and we wanted to compare that against that country's performance and business performance that Pipedrive were achieving there. And by comparing the two, we wanted to identify markets where localization could help or provide a, a really important role in, in growing our business in that market. So not mm. just 
picking the countries with the most number of speakers or, you know, the, the richest countries. But actually, and I, I think this is quite an important thing to do, is targeting those markets and countries where localization can play a really key role in driving business growth in, in that country. And, you know, it, it sounds like you, you really did look at things that were not, you know, the immediately obvious, like you say, number of speakers would be one of the ones you maybe would go to first, right? So how did you find or how did you think of which metrics to use? Yeah, we sat down and asked ourselves and we wanted to really figure out and take the time to figure out what data would help us make a meaningful decision. So it wasn't just to you know, look at the obvious ones, you know, the number of population size or growth in the economy, but things like uh, registration of, of new businesses because Pipedrive is, is aimed at smaller and medium-sized businesses. So we wanted to look at the startup sector in a country. So we would mm. kind of dr- drill down into those kind of publicly available economic indicators of small, medium-sized businesses, new business registrations, things like this. Obviously, also, Pipedrive is an online tool So uh, internet connectivity was very, very, very important for us when we were considering how usable Pipedrive would be in that market. Obviously, it's not a deal breaker, you know, if if the country is still developing, but those are the kind of things that we were were interested in asking ourselves to figure out, okay, would Pipedrive be attractive to customers in that market if we were localized in it? And then the other thing we wanted to to ask ourselves as well is English language proficiency. There are some markets that are very big and very attractive, but where English language proficiency is is such that users could use it in English when compared to another market that had maybe was less proficient in in the English language, or uh, maybe that market spoke uh, a language that we already offered. So, for, mm. for example, one market which showed up quite proficiently in our model was Ukraine. And Ukraine's a very interesting market, but we, we noticed that we were overperforming or performing better than we'd expected in Ukraine because we already offer Russian language. Um, obviously, there's a proportion of the population that can't use Russian language, but it kind of weighed into our decision about, about whether or not to follow localization uh, in that language. So it's an interesting combination, really, of looking at all these metrics that you determined, but also comparing that with how your how Pipedrive is currently doing in those markets, right? Exactly. So we compared those kind of market profiles with the current performance of the, the, the company. Um, and then we were able to kind of uh, standardize uh, the, the two scores into a coefficient, subtract one from the other. And it gave us something which, which we called an underperformance index. So we were then able to spot which markets were performing worse than expected, which markets Mm. were performing better than expected. Um, And then also by combining that with some of those market profile indicators to figure out would localization help us to to perform better, not just adding a language, but expanding our offering in that language, because Ah, um, we don't just have like a blanket policy of localizing everything into every single language. It's like um, we can build it like Lego blocks and and we can Mm. add different bits of content in different languages. So, for example, a market that we were already localizing into, we identified that we were performing not quite as well as we'd expected. And that kind of informed us to add that language as as a candidate to expand our localized offering for that market and in in that language. So um, it wasn't just about, yeah, adding new languages, but also adding content in, in languages that we, we already offer. And in the end, it was, a, yeah, it was a very, very useful exercise for us to go down and 
I really strongly recommend localization departments or internationalization departments to consider doing this kind of exercise because it's very, very worthwhile in terms of informing your strategy kind of going forward. And do you think it's helped just increase the image of localization, if you like, within Pipedrive? You know, you've got all this data backing up what you're doing. Do you think it has really helped sort of sell yourselves as a department? I hope so. I, I do mm. hope so. We um we do. We, <laughs> I think a lot of localization departments have this kind of visibility problem um, yeah. because, you know, you, you don't fit squarely into one box. Are you product? Are you marketing? You know, where, mm-hmm. where do you fit? Where do you sit? Um, yeah. And also, you know, we, we have quite a, our localization process runs in the background. It's a very light touch system uh, for our team, which means that developers and, and uh, engineers can work quite autonomously. They don't need to consider localization as a kind of discrete step in their process. Mm-hmm. And that meant that, you know, when we were doing our work well, we were invisible and um, and certainly doing this market expansion framework was a very good way of, of raising our visibility within the company and uh, encouraging project managers, marketing managers, even executive level managers to, to start thinking about internationalization more and how to use localization as a resource to, to drive that kind of internationalization. So, yeah, it was also good for in, internal visibility as well, I would say. So, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you've done done all this work and it's been going great and I think it's it's really good advice that you're, you're giving out is there anything on the flip side where you'd say do you know what uh, this was a surprise or this didn't work so well something that you could pass on to to the listeners to to watch out for they're do the same thing <laughs> yeah there were, I think there were there were a couple of things that we it was the first time that we that we ran this kind of exercise so it was mm. it was kind of a learning experience for, for us in in the team as well and there were a couple of things that we understood how we could improve next time one of those things was actually related to the internal visibility question uh, which is mm. about engaging internal stakeholders we we understood once we kind of published the outcome that there were a lot more people within the company who had an interest or some really really interesting ideas that they wanted to contribute and yeah, I think one of the things that we would do better next time is make more of a, an open call before, during and after the, the research to, to try and e- engage other internal stakeholders and, and see what ideas they can contribute. Because yeah. we had a lot of really, really interesting thoughts coming from different places to, oh, did you consider adding this? Or, or maybe this is an, an interesting metric. And we were like, OK, yeah, that, that's really, really great. Things like smartphone ownership. Uh, because Pipedrive has a, a mobile app. We didn't really consider that, but actually that, yeah. that was a very, very interesting thing to add into the model. So next time around, I think we will we'll kind of engage with internal stakeholders a bit better. And then also I think the scope of the, of the research uh, is maybe something that we didn't quite understand how long-term or medium-term the, the, the results were going to be. Initially, we our idea was that we were going to run this thing every six months, well, every quarter, actually. <laughs> and then... Uh, you know it took a a good couple of weeks to publish so then we okay then we scaled it back to once every half but actually the findings of the of the research took you know 18 months even to contribute so we're now in the process of doing that research again but that was a good year and a half before we got to the point where we'd come up with our outcomes and then able to implement all of those outcomes and get into a position where we can run the research and consider Mm. again what kind of gaps there are in our, our localized offering in terms of the global market and then also in terms of our internal, uh, you know, our, our languages that we offer and content. 
Yeah, so it was a much longer term strategy <laughs> than you had in mind at Definitely. the start. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, last thing I, I wanted to ask you really was just what you would love to see added to the Global Ambition series. Is there a, a particular topic or, you know, some a, a company or a type of company that you'd love to hear more from? Yeah, we, we're at the minute in our team very interested in crowdsourced localization. Our processes, we use a translator and edit a team for all of our languages. But I think as a, as a more flexible way of tailoring your content, crowdsourcing is very, very interesting for us. And, and there is a, a company here based in Estonia called Bolt, who have a, a kind of ride hailing, food delivery and uh, scooter rental app. Uh, and they, I think, have a very, very effective crowdsourced uh, localization process. So that's definitely something that I'd, I'd like to hear more about is crowdsourced localization. Thank you very much, David. It's been really interesting. Thank you for coming on. I'm sure that if people have more questions about what you guys did at Pipedrive, they can maybe reach out to you on LinkedIn. Anyone wants some advice? Absolutely. I I love, absolutely love talking to people on on LinkedIn (laughs) and and giving advice. And hopefully it was it was helpful. Um, Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But yeah, no, I just always kind of encourage people to to go and, and try things out, think about these projects on their own and see where it goes. And, you know, tailor it, improve the process and and try again uh, later. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Global Ambitions. Subscribe at globalambitions.net or wherever you get your podcasts.